And I think mm-hmm. people during COVID have realized this is a full-time position. They can yep. still go sewing. They can still go do stuff like that if that's your requirement to be on staff. But what I'm saying is don't let it be a subpar thing that you're just adding to a secretary's plate. Because it's yeah, exactly. so much. it should be so much more than that is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, uh, Stephen, thanks for being on this episode of Church Media HQ with us as we continue to talk about this thought, the myths of media. So thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. I've uh, been listening to several of your episodes, and uh, it's good to be on a podcast. I think this is my first official episode on a, a podcast. So besides oh, wow. my own, but yeah, this is cool. Thanks yes. for the opportunity. Yeah, by the way, what is your podcast? So if any of our listeners want to connect with you, we usually do that at the end, but since you brought it up now, let's go ahead and get it out there. Yeah, so uh, we have a podcast. It's called Take It or Leave It, um, and it's mainly for, I guess, I mean, creative individuals that are in the church or helping churches. And uh, but really, we talk about a wide range of things. We'll have different guests and stuff on our podcast, and um, this will be this third season. But the second season, we've been able to partner with Pro Church Media. Um, and if cool. you're familiar with their Facebook community and stuff, uh, a lot of designers around the world, and so. We're in the middle of recording episodes and different things ourselves, and so sometimes I'm usually the one asking the questions, and so it's, uh, it's a little different change of scenery today. Well, well, cool. Well, we're glad to have you with us. Um, so, uh, you know, more and more as as life goes on, we we realize, and as as technology and other things become more dominant, we realize that uh, this uh, design, videography, this creative space is more important than ever. Uh, and I th- and, and it's nice to see the church finally kind of catching up and starting to value that as well. Uh, and well, so, and, and to be honest, I mean, um, th- there were some classes I took, I was, I was pursuing my master's in, in design and creative design for a little bit. And then I decided to not pursue that anymore. <laughs> uh, but there are a few classes that I was able to take. I'm glad I took them just because it was on the history of design and of art. And there is so much history. And I know sometimes people think of Catholicism when they think of art, but really beyond that. Um, art is, has a very deep Christian root. And Mm -hmm. for some reason, there's been this gap, um, over the last hundred years or so of churches looking down on the creative arts. I think that's a huge mistake. Um, I think graph design, if you look at how it transcends borders, it transcends languages, it transcends cultures, simply because of the visual aspect, we are visual creatures. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I believe all of us have kind of this appreciation for creativity. And I really believe that goes way back to when God says, I created everything. Like God's a designer. He's a creator. And so that's in all of us. When he says that he created man and woman in his own image, he is a creator. So all of us have appreciation for creativity mm-hmm. or design or beautiful things, whether they're man-made or God-made, like we appreciate those things. And when you're not gravitating towards that, you're really losing and alienating a lot of people. And I really think mm-hmm. when you look at graphic design, when you look at web design, when you look at videography, that is a way to communicate to people nowadays. And if a church mm-hmm. is not grasping that, um, I, I really think it's it's a huge pitfall. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, and I agree, there's a lot of churches coming around the corner with this. And I think that's yeah. a huge progress 
um, pro, you know, progressive thing to do in a good way. I know progressivism has a bad name, but that word, it means, you know, moving forward, right? Yeah. Progressing yeah. forward to, to good things. And so, um, yeah, I think graphic design is very important. Um, and, you know, it's definitely a skill. Not everybody necessarily has that skill, but I think everybody is creative. Everyone's had an idea. Um, whether how you interpret that is different, right? Um, yeah. And even you and me, we're both creative in different ways. Um, you're yeah. creative, like we were talking about, you know, from the business side of things. Um, and I may be creative. I hate business side of things. Like I hate taxes. I hate that stuff. Um, I like Everybody it when it, taxes, just for yeah. the record, I hate taxes as well. I, I mean, want to make that clear. Yeah. I, I like how, the, uh, you know, when everything is done and, and it works, like I like it, but the grinding uh -huh. to get it to that point, like I hate it. Like I just, yeah. so, um, but yeah, I think, you know, graphic design is, is more than aesthetics. It's, it's communication. And when you get past mm -hmm. that and understand what it truly is, like I've created a lot of cool things. Um, when you look at it like, oh man, that's cool. And I've seen a lot of cool things, but very rarely can you find some of that stuff that communicates without words. It, you know, yeah. you hear the phrase, you know, pictures worth a thousand words. Well, that's true. I mean, I've, um, and working at the church that we worked at for eight and a half years, it was multicultural, um, multi-ethnic, um, many languages that were spoken, um, on a, any given Sunday, it was, you know, 14, 15 different um, you know, cultures, um, and, and, and countries represented. So every, every time we printed something, it had to be at least in three languages. Um, and so the design itself really had to improve every time we did something, it had to speak because one color in one language or one culture can mean completely something completely different. Um, and so sometimes we had to do the same design, but in different colors as well. So, there, there was a lot of things like that that I think I learned from design aspect that it, it speaks so much to people when they see something that is quality driven. Um, it does something to them. Like, I don't know. Um, that's why a lot of times I don't like doing templates. If someone calls us and says, Hey, I saw that you did this for so-and-so. Can we do the same thing? I usually, before I send it to them, I, I still try to tweak it. <laughs> like I still try to make it better to where it's not a template just because I feel like every church, wherever you are, you're unique. You, you have a unique set of community and people in that community that respond differently. Um, I do stuff for our Hawaii clients that I would never do for someone in Pennsylvania. Like mm -hmm. it's just not going to come off the yeah. right way. Um, so I think, you know, churches also need to realize that don't go after, Oh, I saw this church in so-and-so part of the country did this and it was really cool. Well, you got to really understand, like, is this going to really work for your community? Yeah. Um, and that's really what we try to help, you know, people that we work with, um, is not just from a design standpoint, but from a practicality, mm -hmm. um, and, and kind of advice driven way. Um, so yeah, but I think graph design is, is hugely important. Um, and I think we need to get back to the realization that God created art. Mm -hmm. He created beautiful things. And so um, what better message deserves a beautiful presentation than the gospel message? Um, yep. And I think we do it a disservice when we have some thing that we printed on our printer at church that is running out of ink and we're trying <laughs> yeah. to give it to people on a bright flyer saying, Hey, this uh -huh. is important because it's on a bright flyer. No, it's an, it's unimportant because yeah. you didn't take the time to replace your cartridge yeah. and you didn't take the time to plan in advance to send it to a professional printer. You know, there's lots of things that I think go through people's minds. Um, and 
case in point, when I came to a church here in Ohio, everything was beautiful about the campus, beautiful campus. And I walked on right when I walked into the auditorium, someone handed me an eight page booklet that was filled with clip art. And I cringed. And I could not think of anything else the rest of the day. I was going to say, yeah, you got to love clip art. I mean, I'm sure I, you're a big I fan. I mean, yeah. And, the, and, and, and with, the, with the people that were on staff, the person who was doing it was the senior pastor. Mm. And I was like, this is a problem. Like, this is a major mm -hmm. issue. Like, and, you know, they had, a cover, they had a cover image that looked beautiful as far as you can tell that they ordered those cover templates. Yep. But then everything inside was just... So um, we actually ended up working with them and we reduced that eight page booklet down to a trifold and nice. everyone was like, the reaction to that was just, Whoa, I love these bulletins. Very few people said, Hey, where's all these announcements? And I'm like, who cares? Like it may change mm -hmm. next week, you know, like, so I think a lot of it just has to do with, I mean, a lot of it's just culture. Like you just have to break mm -hmm. away some of that stuff. Um, but when people see, even the slightest of change, even if you just do a, a really good looking brochure, people come back with reactions like, wow. And if mm -hmm. you get that reaction, that means something before that just wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. wasn't being done right. So that's, that's, I guess, my two cents with graphic design. No, that, and that is, that was rich. Uh, so good. Um, and I, with that in mind, uh, that, that is just some great thoughts on, on, on kind of philosophy. And I love how you pointed out that, uh, you know, God is a creator, obviously. Uh, and creation is something we're made in the image of him. So creation is a part of us. Uh, and we enjoy, uh, you know, beauty and, 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 and the beauty of nature, but also the beauty of man-made things. And so, uh, so with that in mind, let's get real practical and dive into just, uh, some areas where, uh, that, that I've kind of thought of, uh, you know, and, and noticed at, throughout working with design, uh, you know, for the past few years uh, that I've seen. And I, what the what I call them, I, I call these three areas of investment. And, and I will use that word investment from time to time here uh, on on uh, the podcast, because um, the truth is, is that if you want anything to succeed, uh, you have to look at it as an investment. Uh, too many times, and this is just kind of a little bit of a soapbox, but I'm going to jump on it for a minute. Uh, too many times, uh, churches look at media, they look at design, and you know they call it an expense. And I know from a bookkeeping standpoint that may be the case. However, uh, this is an investment. It's something that you have to invest into, and, and not just financially. In fact, the three things that we're talking about, though they could be indirectly related to finances. We're really not talking about that. It's just three practical areas that you have to be willing to say, hey, let's make an investment. And I would say if there was a priority, uh, I would say they're listed in priority of, of what we'll cover. So the first thing that uh, area that I feel like you, you have to invest in, I, you have to, if you want your design to be done well, is that an area of investing in the right talent? Uh, you know this, Stephen. Um, Talent is there's a there's an element of design, a massive element that a lot of it's it, it's just really kind of some natural talent or at least a natural eye for it. Uh, like you mentioned, um, the, I have seen so many hideous bulletins, flyers. Uh, you know, I, honest, I don't know how you feel about it. I pretty strong have pretty strong feelings against Microsoft Publisher. I think it's the worst thing to ever hit the uh, the church world. Uh, I don't know. Just, I've seen some people do some 
pretty bad things in Microsoft Paint, so uh, no, I would say okay. I would say that would even be you know worse than Publisher. But so, yeah, Publisher is so, horrible. Yes. Well, I think a fair fair assessment would be that uh, if you're using a Microsoft product for design, you might want to rethink that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but all that what we're getting at is there's I've noticed. Uh, there's a level of talent. You have to at least have some form of, there's kind of a natural just, just eye for it. I've said many times before, I don't consider myself uh, an artist by any uh, stretch of the means, but I, I at least have an eye for what looks good and what looks bad, and I can look at something and a design, and I can say, ooh, that's ugly. Uh, or I can go, hey, you know what, that's aesthetically pleasing. Um, and I'm sure you found this to be the case in your work as well. No, absolutely. Um and and I think the the talent has to constantly be, it has to be constantly built upon. Um, yeah, there's that that natural raw talent that you would get, um, and it, but there also has to be that hustle in you mm-hmm. to constantly be learning. Because I remember first starting out and learning Photoshop. I think it was like Photoshop five point or seven point or something like that. I actually remember finding that book at the library and reading a book on Photoshop, and I was like this is boring. I want to actually do it. So, um, and this was before like YouTube was really kind of very popular for finding tutorials and, and how to's and stuff. This was before Skillshares. There's so many more tools out there now. And like, even with the Adobe programs, people can learn so quickly nowadays. Like yeah. I'm looking at my son who's 11. He's picking up procreate on the iPad and it's, it, it amazes him. I was like, how'd you do that? And he's like, Oh, I put it in, you know, I use a mask. I use a, I'm just like, I didn't even teach him that. Some stuff we've yeah. gotten him on, but he's just naturally just picking it up and just doodling. And, and I remind, remind myself, like, that's how I started. And, and you know, a long time ago, you had to go to school for this type of stuff. Now you can go to U- YouTube University and, and pick up it, pick it up pretty quick. But to say all, all that, to say this, like, there was another guy on our staff, and he still works there, and I don't want to call him up by name or anything. And, and if you're listening to this, you know who you are. Um, I'm not using this as a bad thing towards you, but he was not a designer. Um, he could take a file and manipulate it and, and switch things around. But from create from the creative standpoint, he just did not have that original idea. Not original idea. He didn't have that idea, that initial idea is what I was going to say, to start something from scratch or start something from nothing. And like if Pastor gave you a phrase, you could take that phrase and you can go – 50 different directions with it, you know, that to me is something that it just, it kind of comes naturally. Um, whereas, you know, sometimes it's hard. Like when somebody gives you a project, you're like, eh, what were you thinking about that? Or you have a completely different thought. Um, that's different. What I'm saying is like, if someone says, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. I'm not sure what that looks like. Can you show me a couple of things? Well, I mean, to the person who's not, I guess, talented that that could be like just very frightening um (laughs) to me i loved when pastor did that um Mm -hmm. he would say hey show me what you got (laughs) you know it was it was a challenge and so i think and for me to me like graphic design is a hobby like my wife she really is um the person that says hey you need to stop and just have a cutoff time (laughs) because if not like i would just be going all day um, just because I just love doing it. And um, but I think for I, I totally agree, you need to find somebody. And, and and just because a person is a youth pastor and just because someone is a music pastor doesn't mean that they're a media pastor. 
doesn't yeah. mean that they even know what media stuff is. Like I, I hear so many times, like, uh, you know, I, I'll have a youth pastor call me or I'll have the music director call me or even an intern. Um, and they'll call me and say, Hey, um, my pastor wants me to do this, but I have no clue what I'm doing. Um, and so I think a lot of churches are guilty of just slapping on, um, Hey, he's our youth pastor, our music pastor, as well as our website pastor. Like, uh, yep. Exactly. Just, you're, you're just automatically assuming that because you deal with young people, you know about social media, you know, everything else about media. And I, man, I don't know about you, but I have a lot of people call me and contacting us. Like, I have no clue what I'm doing. Like, I hate design. I hate Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they don't even like doing it. Um, and then we have the other kind who say, you know, Hey, I do graphic design on, you know, I, I know, I know Photoshop and I'm like, okay, but do you really like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know how to open a Photoshop file. You work on a Mac. Um, you know, that doesn't mean you're a designer. Like I have several secretaries that work on Macs that have no clue how to do anything. Yeah. Um, so don't, don't tell me that you're a designer. So I think, you know, first of all, kind of getting past the, the concept of, Hey, there's someone on my staff who's a designer. But are they really like you really yeah. need to focus on the, do they really have the talent to do it as opposed to hiring out or even hiring someone full time to do that? And to be honest, a lot of, you know, Baptist churches don't hire someone specifically to do media. Um, mm-hmm. It's usually a minor or a sub minor thing that they are asked to do. And I think that's a huge mistake. And I think mm-hmm. people during COVID have realized this is a full time position. They can still go sewing. They can still go do stuff like that if that's your requirement to be on staff. But what I'm saying is don't let it be a subpar thing that you're just adding to a secretary's plate because it's so much, it should be so much more than that is what I'm saying. Yeah. Thanks again for joining us. We're always glad to have you with us every, for every episode. Uh, it means a lot. And for those of you out there that are, are listening uh, on podcast, you can subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts. We're available Apple Podcasts, Spotify, just about everywhere that does podcasts. We're there. If you're watching on YouTube, click the subscribe link below. Uh, like us on Facebook, and we want to hear from you. So be sure to leave a comment if you're able to. Leave us a comment. Uh, send us an email. Let us know what you think if you've got ideas. And of course, be sure to share this with other church leaders out there. Uh, it means a lot to us when you spread the word. Uh, if this content was valuable to you, you can be valuable to us by sharing it with other people. Now, lastly, I want to remind you of this as I always do. Seriously, just try something new because it is so much better to fail at trying to do something great than to succeed at just doing the average. We'll see you next time right here on Church Media HQ.